bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along to the uh, surprisingly hot room for the 2nd of November. It's 2nd of November. Up there, isn't it? It's lovely, isn't it? And it's the Talking United podcast and for once we're all three together. Good to have Very all three nice of us indeed, in here. Yeah. I'm just getting over it's a never... cold and a cough, so if, if there is there any, any are you manning spluttering, up? Are you manning if there's up, moments, I, yeah. I might run out the door, but okay. uh, yeah. I should get through it. We'll excuse you. As long you. as you're showing a bit of I'm guts, bit, that's brave, the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Brave. So welcome along, this is the Yellow Army Talking United <laughs> Herald Express Devon Live podcast. Um, and we're going to start off by talking about the real man of the match from uh, last Saturday's game against Hartlepool. Yeah. Who wasn't actually playing for either team. It's, he would have been. He certainly would have been. It's, um, it's By the a, spirit of him. A, a young eight-year-old lad called Daniel Boozy, who, uh, if you were there or if you've been on our website or if you've been on Talker United's website today, you'll have seen a video of this young lad uh, leading the teams out, taking the match ball onto the field um, and picking up a signed shirt at half-time. Uh, Daniel has cerebral palsy and he's only, at the, at the age of eight, he's taking his first steps. Yep. And the uh, Talker United Community Sports Trust and Talker United have been instrumental in helping him towards this because he plays for inspirations. He plays for their, their yeah, team, the disabled team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I defy anybody to watch that video without getting a lump in their throat. They're well, only... that was the video. Yeah. Uh, 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 actually, at Playmore last Saturday, there was an awful lot of throat clearing going on, wasn't yeah. there? And and uh, in fairness, the United players and the side touchline team, Gary Hours, I know was. Yeah, uh, real pulled up short by it, and uh, no, it was a, it was uh, it's it quite was a, a moment, terrific uh, effort on, and it's um, it just shows it, his uh, behalf and everybody's. It shows yeah. a community football club in its best light as well, doesn't it? That's the kind yes. of thing that a football club can do. Yeah, I mean, Daniel looks as if he enjoyed it. It's a fabulous, fabulous day for him. Yeah, you know, he was waving to the crowd, yeah. punching the air. Yeah. And um, it certainly helped to crank the atmosphere up before the kick off as well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, it, it shows that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than just the first team as well, doesn't it? Because Craig yeah. Hutchinson, who's um, in charge of that kind of community side, sports community rather than football community nowadays, yeah. it, it, he, he has all sorts of, of projects going on like that, and uh, it, it's great to see. Yeah. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're a bit down in the dumps after the Hartlepool result, then uh, I urge you to watch that video. It kind of puts things into perspective, and it'll put a smile on your face as well. So well done, everybody involved in that. Quite right. Really, quite something. So we can't put it off any longer. We have to talk about the Hartlepool game. Well, the second half of the Hartlepool game. Yeah. Well, well the first half, yeah, the first I half. Re- I thought we were going to absolutely walk away with that game. Talk. I played some lovely football. Can in the I first use half. the term "game of two halves" first? You can. You can. That's the only getting, time yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, hear it. Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. You're in there, right? <laughs> um, no. In the reports, you sort of say all, all the old cliches spring to mind, don't they? Um, that. Yeah, which we won't say again, <laughs> uh, and the even worse Jekyll and Hyde. Um, but Torquay uh, played uh, some lovely football early on in that yeah. game, didn't they? Let's from, let's not forget that they were without Rhys Murphy, who has taken a bit of stick from some sections of the sport because he hasn't scored lots of goals. Um, but I think he's been playing better and better in the last few weeks. He got injured, ankle injury at in the one little win, yeah. win at Ebbsfleet last week, um, and Liam Davis supervising the birth of. Um, uh, his second Davis, child. Yeah. Uh, we know he was actually supervising. Well, I'm sure he was there or thereabouts anyway. Uh, <coughs> in the early hours of Saturday morning, he was missing as well. But 
it didn't seem to hurt United all that much. No. I mean, let's not in the first half. They were no. all over them, yeah. weren't they? Mm. I think Hartlepool yeah. had two attacks of any yeah. consequence. Um, one shot straight at Vincent Durrell, yeah. who came out and took a hell of a good catch on a, on a really quite nasty cross. Yes, and did, that was about yeah. it from Hartlepool <coughs> in the first half. Torquay had chances, didn't they? Oh, yeah. come along. Plenty yeah. chances. Um, I know yeah. it was great um, to watch because they were very attacking, but yeah. maybe they should have put oh, no. one or two of Absolutely. those away. And, and you go in one up, or maybe two up. Yeah. You know, it's a different I, game. I, isn't I it? still think United are in this thing at the moment. If they can get ahead, they 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 take some pulling back. Yeah. Not in terms of going on and scoring three or four or five goals, but the, the work rate and the organisation is there to hold on to a lead. When they fall behind, because they aren't scoring a load of goals and they yeah. haven't quite got that belief and confidence. Uh, that they never mind. We will get a goal, which we've all seen from good talky teams over the years. Um, you know, Tim Sills' side, uh, the uh, Leroy Rossini side, yeah. even Martin Ling's team. That, that those sort of sides, pr- promotion or semi-promotion teams, fall behind. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Never mind. We'll, we'll we'll sort this. Just at the moment, United are having to work so hard for everything they get, and when they fall behind, that just little bit of belief. Yeah drains away, the confidence isn't quite there that they're going to get back and that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm pretty certain and he hinted at it in his weekly press conference this week which is a bit weird because there's no game on Saturday um, that Gary Hours is looking for a bit more mental steel and character in there to get United through those patches which will happen, let's face it especially a team in their position but almost any team at this level when things aren't going great which they didn't in the second half again last Saturday there doesn't seem to be enough people out there just to pull them through those periods or turn the thing around but Torquay never really got started in that second half, no. did they? they, they he, in fact, I think the first things that we wrote in the blog and that you put in your match report, the first few minutes of the second half, Torquay were oddly subdued. Yeah. And then quite quickly they went behind, didn't they? Well, Gary Howes made the point that the first few minutes of the second half were interrupted by two injuries. One to Myrie Williams, yeah. which he got over, and the other to their centre-half, who got a... I think he got a broken nose in the end because he eventually had to go off. There was and a the, lot of hanging around. And, and there was waiting. an awful lot of yeah. hanging around and waiting when the game should have been going on. So it's perfectly possible for United that they did come out up for it and wanted yeah. to have a go. and had. But that's an excuse, isn't it? The fact is, yeah, you've still is, got yeah. a team out there. You've still got a game to win. It's nil-nil. And who gets the first goal? They do. They do. You know, once again, United don't stop across. Someone makes uh, the, the right winger scored with a header, you know, has he made flew a run in across as well, didn't he? Yeah. A diagonal yeah. run across the box, and United haven't dealt with it. And straight away, old, another old cliche here we go again goals change games. Yeah. Uh, and in one moment, from being optimistic about how things were going, it was almost a very similar feeling, I thought, to the Macclesfield game. United were doing perfectly well against Macclesfield that afternoon. Nil-nil, all right, not great, but it's nil-nil. Macclesfield are up there. We're at least on a par with them. And then one mistake, one down, and you just... It was that that, that belief and that confidence draining out of the team, and it happened again on Saturday. Because they Um, were really... I mean, Torquay were hesitant at the back as well. (coughs) After they'd gone behind, 
there were you know areas of the team where over the last couple of weeks you've had confidence yeah. that things are going right yeah went badly wrong again yeah yeah and and this is the effect that these things have on players yeah. you know especially at this level and players who aren't pl- full of confidence all of a sudden everybody's looking around you know if you've got David Graham in your team if you've got Tim Sills if you've got Tommy Tyner or something the players look around and he'll get one yeah, and you have that belief that you're going to, or that you're still playing well enough to get a goal. But at the moment, in United's situation, with everything that's happened, and I do think, and we've been chatting to Gary about it today, this this he's come into it fresh. Yeah, that that, that you know he's come into a football club which has had absolutely nothing to cheer about apart from a few great escape, couple of great escape moments for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that 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 playoff defeat. Against Stevenage at Old Trafford in 2012, yeah, is about it. That's the last time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank, uh, 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 thanks, Dave. <laughs> but you know, but it's it's, re- it's, it's yeah, reality, no, right. isn't yeah, it? Right. And 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 it's there's been so little to cheer, and I think Gary Hours has come into it, and he's been picking up on all these little things yeah. and saying the fans here are great. They're de- I can feel that they're desperate for for success. But they don't have any confidence that it's going to happen, mm. and that's what happens, isn't it? Mm. You, you, you have a maybe one at Ebbsfleet last, you know, yeah. uh, Tuesday night. Uh, get a point at Halifax; should have beaten them. Even I went, turned up for the Hartlepool game, yeah, and a little bit thinking, "Oh, hold on a minute, this will be hard this afternoon." I didn't walk into the ground thinking, "We'll murder these," no, because we're not used to doing it. And 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, and yeah. and it's it's a difficult thing to get over and turn yeah. round, and it w- it will only turn round when you start winning, putting three, four, five games together, when you can actually walk in the ground and thinking, I tell you what, we're good enough to beat these, and, yeah. and we're playing well enough, and we'll do it. It's just at the moment it eats away at everybody and has done for quite a long time, and. You know, God willing, United, they'll turn it round and they will manage to pull out yeah. of trouble with a f- couple of better players in the next few weeks and, and getting fitter, getting stronger, getting more organised, which we can see they're starting to do. Um, and uh, But it's, it's, it's a bloody hard, painful process, yeah. isn't it? And, and, and that's what everybody's having to go through. And it, it's hard work. And Rory Keating needs a goal, doesn't he? I oh. mean, you could see, if you watch the highlights, um, he's on the end of things, but yeah. it's just not quite going for no. him, is it? He had That's a headed chance, didn't he, which yeah. he should have put he away. Tried, he tried to, well, yeah. it's, isn't it easy back where we sit? Oh, oh yeah, great. It's, it's an easy game it, it, it's, yeah. a, it's an easy, easy, easy game up, up there. The cross has gone in, good diagonal cross from uh, Ryan yeah. Higgins, right in between the two centre-halves. There's Rory. He's got it in front of his he's defender got, as well, got, hasn't he? He's got in yeah. there, etc. But it's it's almost like the, the easy glib thing to say is, oh, if he just gets a misheader on it, it probably goes yeah. in. But he actually tried to power it in. He's, yeah. he's doing his best to score, yeah. isn't he? Absolute best to score. He's not pulled out of it. He's not <clears> halved it. He's, not, he's tried his best to power that header into, into the net. And it's gone wide. This is a player, obviously, who's targeted this season as, as, as his chance to make it in England isn't he um, and he spoke to us and spoke to you Dave and, and he said you know maybe people haven't fancied him before but yeah this is his chance to prove that yeah. but it's the worst situation to be in to try and do that isn't it because to if the team that. was winning yeah. and he was coming off the bench yeah. 
and everyone was up up for it and you know he well, missed a couple then okay different type of player Elliot Bennion yeah in those first couple of seasons especially the the, the first season yeah. under four buckle Lee Phillips and Tim Sills are the two main man up front Elliot Bennion coming off the bench each week oh he scored again yeah oh another goal yeah. for Bennion yeah. and why isn't he starting why isn't he starting but he was able to build his confidence and build his career on in those sort of situations yeah. And, and the point you're making, Rich, is, is, is that uh, certainly at the start of the season, Ruri Keating's almost been thrown straight into the furnace. Which, which you know, which uh, um, we were encouraging <coughs> correct. Kevin Nicholson to do. Yeah, of, of a losing team. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's, he, there's never any stinting in terms of effort. Um, he'll run till the, yeah. the, the, the cows come home um, and I, beyond. I, I, and, think, and I think when he gets one... He'll get more. I think well, he's that kind go. of player. Yeah. He got three, didn't he, during a, yeah. a poor period at yeah. the end of Kevin's reign or, yeah. or around that time. And I was kind of glad that he, it was him that was getting them because, you know, I think he needed that boost. Well, yes. we, we all want him yeah. to succeed, don't we? Because, you know, he's come into the team. And, and We've I, seen a lot of good things from him. And, we, you know, everybody is just willing him to succeed. And I get the feeling that Gary Hours and Martin Cool. Sort of see that as well that, that they they like the cut yeah. of his jib if you know what I mean, and but they like anybody that's up for it seven mm. days a week. Yeah, uh, wants to learn, and you know will keep going until and beyond. And um, so, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Sometimes you go through these periods, especially strikers do. When the harder you try, the worse it gets, yeah. and yeah. you just have to. There was, I remember a wonderful um, uh, story in, in Eamon Dunphy's book, the old Irish midfield player who used to play for Millwall. Uh, and there used to be a centre-forward there called Alf Wood. Yeah. Old-fashioned centre-forward. <coughs> Excuse me. And he turned up for a training session at Millwall one afternoon, and Alf Wood had taken a bunch of Millwall apprentices out onto the pitch for shooting practice. Yeah. And he couldn't hit a cow's backside <laughs> with a banjo. And he watched this going on... Uh, uh, Eamon Dunphy's an Irish international, yeah. loved Alfwood to bits, knew what a good pro he was, and these Millwall apprentices were starting to take the mick out of Alfwood. Yeah. And he said it was almost moving to see how hard he was trying to get his touch back and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And he ended up, he couldn't contain himself any longer. He went down the terraces and onto the pitch and grabbed hold of a couple of these kids and said, do you realise how many goals he scored? Do you realise how many games he's played? Yeah. He said, if you even smell half as many goals and half as many games as he's scored, you'll be doing well. He said, stop taking the mick out of him and, and give him a yeah. hand. And, you know, Alfred got his touch back, scored some more goals and went yeah. on. And he played for Shrewsbury as well, I think, uh, many times. But strikers and centre-forwards, they're in the spotlight, aren't they? Yeah. When they miss, it's a bit like goalkeepers. Mm. When they miss or drop a howler, everybody sees it. Absolutely. And they win games and they lose games. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and that's what happens when There's you no have hiding places, num number yeah. nine on your back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, or number ten. Or number ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they have to be mentally tough. Yeah. You know, uh, we, 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 Tommy Tyner never, ever, ever bothered about missing a chance. No, because he, he, he knew he'd get another one. He knew he'd get another yeah. one, but, yeah. he, but what, what was inside him was, I'm not going to miss the next one because I'm not confident. No. In other words, no. you know, it, it's that that streak of confidence never let never leaves the good ones, does it? You know, it, it's just 
give me another one. Give me another Just go. get it yeah. in here. Yeah. I'll, I'll put the next one in. Not, yeah. oh, I hope I overscore from the next one. Yeah. Now then, the FA Cup reaches the first round stage this weekend without us again, which means uh, in case you're um, in case you're wondering, Talky do not have a game this weekend. <clears throat> There's no game, there's a blank Saturday. We'll have come up with some suggestions towards the end of the podcast of other things you could be doing on your Saturday. Um, but there's no rest, is there? The players have been training, the players have been fitness hard. testing, haven't they? Hard this week. Today, I think, was one of the hardest days that they've had since Gary Harris and Martin Cool took over. There was fitness testing in the morning, which is brutal in itself, and then they yeah. did another session. Uh, well, it was a split, long morning, um, and they uh, any of them that thought that the fit, fitness testing might be it for the day were... Back in again. We're back in again yeah. for another one. So uh, <laughs> it's it's been hard work without a game. They're in again tomorrow. Yeah. So it's not as if there's that many days off flying around. Uh, and and of course, you know, uh, ours made that very clear. He said, look, any time they want off in the next fortnight, they're going to have to earn against Hartlepool last Saturday. And I imagine um, he hasn't had much chance to get out on the golf course either. No. Uh, uh, and he said he hadn't seen any games this week, which is uh, um, uh, rare for him. Um, uh, he's off on Saturday to see Cheltenham against Maidstone who of course are United's next opponents uh, hopes that it'll be a draw and, Maidstone, and the replay goes to extra time and penalties mm, um, but he's going to um, have a look at that yeah. <coughs> um, and, and see if he can spot a few things for United to hopefully exploit next Saturday Saturday week by which time I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't Maybe at least one new player. In. I was going to say he's still looking, isn't oh, he? He's still looking big time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. big time. Uh, and and as we were saying earlier, I, I think I think Reece Murphy will be back by then. Liam Davis will definitely. You yeah, know, he, he's he's back in. Plus one or two other players starting to get get fit again. Uh, the, 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 there's been quite a lot of talk, hasn't there, the last few days about uh, uh, Gary Hours talking about these. You know, I want these players to go out on loan. Yeah, yeah. and usually that has a, a bit of a message of. Oh dear, my days are numbered, sort of thing. I don't think that. It, who knows? It might be the case of one or two, but but I, I think on the whole, you know, he's saying, look, if you want to get in this team, you, you need know, to go out and prove yourself. Yeah, don't yeah. You? In yeah. other words, yeah. you shouldn't be sat around waiting for someone else to fail to get in the team. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I, I I take that point. The other thing is that United have got six players on loan at the moment. Yeah. All of those agreements run out at the around Christmas time, stroke New Year. So if he's going to cut the number of loan players, which obviously he's repeatedly said he wants to, he has to replace them, and the first people in the queue will be the contracted players. So, so it's, in the, it's in their interest to go out and That's play right. I, I, and, I, and, you know, you have to take him at his word that, in yeah. fact, look, you know, hang on, I want people who are absolutely fit and yeah. busting a gut to get in here, not somebody who has got in the team almost by default. Um, so that's the background to that. Yeah. And we'll see how that works out over the next uh, week or so I think it's quite a difficult process at this time of year for players to get out on loan mm-hmm. particularly lads who have been injured for weeks yeah. and, and in, the, yeah. in, a case, in a couple of cases for months yeah. you know Jake Gosling Sam Chaney uh, um, you know we know these are yeah. t- we were talented players yeah, that's right and, 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 yeah. and you know Sam Chaney has got you know loads of quality we, you, you can see that and they've been um, out for a long because these the players they all seem to get injured at the same time, right at the same time. And yeah. they've been out for um, a while. No, that's right. And uh, and we've you know we've doffed a cap at Kevin Nicholson a couple of times, haven't we? That that all of a sudden someone like Liam Davis finally mm. gets fitting into the team, and you can see the the quality, quality that, uh, yeah. that, that that he's got. Um, so that's going on, and I I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't a new face 
a new face and maybe two yeah. in by the time they play uh, Maidstone. Finance will play a part. It's bound to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know ours has to think to himself. Right? Do I push the boat, post, boat out big time yeah. for maybe one player when in fact he probably needs needs two or three, two or three. And the other thing is is this this overriding thing. He's trying to get some more mental toughness into the side. Yeah. I remember Paul Bastard, supporter who many United fans will know well, almost unmistakable, unmissable character. Right, uh, the uh, shorts uh, and uh, the Doctor Who scarf, uh, ho- isn't it? Home yeah. and away. Um, and he's always telling me, Dave, we need a couple of gangsters. We need a That's couple a of gangsters. Way of it, and actually, it's a great way it? of putting yeah. it, isn't yeah. it? Um, uh, you know, to sort things out. You know, on yeah. the pitch, when it's not going well, when things have gone a bit flat. Absolutely. You know, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, the shouting and the bawling and the leading by example suddenly starts to kick off, yeah. and it just and and yeah. we've all we've seen him over the years, haven't we? And and I think Gary Hours has spotted, and he's probably right that United, you know, that they're not totally without guts. Of course, they're not, but. They need a bit more of that yeah. element in the yeah. team, more resilience, you more a, ability to put a setback. Right yeah, yeah, to put a setback immediately yeah. behind them. Now, on the club website uh, today, and we were talking about money there. This comes in here as well. There's um, some debate as to whether what do the fans think about Friday night football at Plainmore? Is it a possibility? It's one thing that the club is looking at as a way maybe to increase attendances. Yeah, I, I, this is something which has cropped up before. Yeah. Of course it has. Um, We're talking used to play on a Saturday night. Saturday well, night and Friday nights. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I think um, Jeff Harrop, the general manager, I think he's keen to sound out people as to whether they think this might be a good idea. Um, I think it's worth thinking back to to how it was before. Yeah. On the whole, when Friday night football was, was first introduced, which was back in the 60s under O'Farrell, um, uh, it was very often in the autumn and the spring, so yeah. the evenings were reasonable, and it was a great way to kick the weekend off. Um, it was eventually ran into problems because United were, like all the other football league clubs, receiving money from the football pools. Right, uh, yeah. and I think the football pools company turned around. The football pool companies turned around and said, "Well, hang on a minute, your name isn't on the on the uh, on the coupon every other week. Yeah, um, uh, certainly not on a sat- on the Saturday coupon. Um, why should Torquay be still picking up the money when they're not on it? Um, uh, and n- moving forward now, uh, how many cl- both clubs have to agree, obviously. Yeah, uh, and how many clubs at this level? Are going to be saying, "Oh yeah, fine. We'd love to come down from uh, to Torquay on a fr- on a on a Friday for a Friday night." There's two things. One, you wouldn't have an overnight hotel bill to contend with, mm-hmm. but if you were a made made United, yeah. yeah, quite a few part-time players in that squad, mm-hmm. and we all know what happened when they came down for a for for an evening kickoff. Well, they, they didn't they, leave till lunchtime. They had and, to leave and, it late, didn't they? Because yeah. players are working in the morning. There you are. So you'd have to be a bit yeah clever about this wouldn't you if 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 certain clubs say yeah okay and we've even had an example of it this season gateshead just before christmas have deliberately asked for the for their game down here on december the 23rd a saturday to be moved to is it brought it's forward tw- or brought is pushed it back? the 12th isn't it brought forward yeah, yeah. Oh, brought we, better, forward. we better check that but i think to a it's tuesday night forward. yeah 
Um, now, Gateshead always look forward to their games at Torquay and make a bit of an event of it, and they've, I think they've flown down the last couple of times. <laughs> the heat, but, yeah. yeah. But um, So this is, you know, I, I think Jeff Harrop is keen to find out what sort of response he's getting. He said everybody he's asked so far, except one lady who says she might struggle to find a babysitter on yeah. a Friday night, has been solidly, yes, come on, let's... Well, I, let, I love let's, it. I like yeah. night games. I'm a fan of night football. Northampton um, did it recently, didn't they? They've been doing it mm. over, yeah. over the last couple They've of years. They've done it. I mean, various clubs, I mean, for television purposes, the Championship yeah. usually has, yeah. a, has a, at least one game on a Friday well, night. Is there and, a Premiership um, game on a Friday night now? Uh, right? There are sometimes, yeah. 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 Uh, of course, in, in days gone by, the three clubs in the Football League, lower division clubs, who used to always used to play on a Friday night were Stockport County, uh, who, who did it because they didn't want yeah. to be playing when Man United, Man City and every Fair other enough. team in Lancashire were playing. Colchester United... Yeah. which is Harrop's old club, who didn't want to clash with Ipswich Town and, funnily enough, Norwich City, and Torquay, for entirely their own reasons yeah. down here. Yeah. And it was related at the time to holidaymakers. Visitors down in Torquay in yeah. August, September time, and in you know March, April, May, Easter, were down. What are we going to do for the weekend? Oh, well, let's, game let's kick off yeah. with a football with a football yeah. match mm. up, up at Playmore. I, and, I think and it's great. Tranmere used to do it as well, didn't they, to avoid yeah. clashing with Liverpool and, and Liverpool and, and, and I should imagine teams like Buckland would be up for it as well. Yeah. It would uh, would free up a few fans to go to a game on Saturday. That is one of the crucial things: is is that if you play on Friday night, yeah. all the local footballers who fancy going up to Playmore can do so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that and uh, I think if you said to United, look. As a result of playing on Friday night, you'll pick up another 200 to 250 extra supporters. Job done. Go for it. I think yeah. you'd do it because it's fan- do you think financially you'd, you'd worth. Pick up more than you would lose because of the. Who, that's the sixty-four thousand yeah. dollars yeah. question, isn't you it? You wouldn't we, know we, until we, we you just tried don't know. it. I think a lot yeah. of people love Saturday afternoon football. They 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 form their week around it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, and and. Um, you know, there will always be some people who say yay and nay to, 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 yeah. to both options. But um, I, I think as well, it's a great thing to try when you're on and up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? If, <laughs> so if, not now. Well, <laughs> if the team's winning, I mean, in other words, you, you can imagine a situation in March or April. Yeah. We've got, we've got a home game against, we're fourth or fifth, we've got a home game against Dover. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Massive, Friday night, massive crowd. Friday, yeah. Friday yeah. night crowd. Yes, yeah. You can imagine that ticking a lot of boxes, can't you? Yes. Um, uh, at the moment, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, it's an interesting uh, debate to have, isn't it? As I say, I, I, I'm a big fan. I think I'd probably vote yes on that. But yeah. um, you know, I can. I see think the response sides. so far has been, has been good. <coughs> yeah. So I think if that response continues and the, and the feedback is positive, mm-hmm. then I think obviously United will then look to. Uh, they'll identify one or two fixtures, won't they? That, yeah. that, that, that's how it will happen. Uh, and they'll say, right, well... And then you've got to approach the other team. Yeah. You've got to get permission for the league. Absolutely, yeah. So there's a lot more boxes to tick than just the fans and the. No, it's, the it's, you can't just come it's out and say, marvellous, everybody's yeah. in favour, we're going to do it. No, you have to... Yeah. You know. Okay. You're all right over there, by the way. Yeah, Rich. a I'm, bit I'm, of coughing going right, on there. I'm yeah, right. I, I thought it was going to be a bit more. But Good no, man. All right. I've, I've got away with that one. Okay, a couple of things left on the agenda for this week's podcast. Then one we need to talk. The the old ground share thing has raised its head again this week, hasn't yes. it? It's been discussed in some circles. Well, it, it came out from uh, some remarks that Peter Masters made. I, I think it sounded as if it was sort of like a, a bit of a talking point in the build up to 
Turo's FA Cup tie at Charlton on, oh, on good Saturday. Luck to them good luck there, to them, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, as soon as I approached the powers that be at Plainmore, there was sort of furrowed brows and confused look to say, you know, it's the first we've heard about it sort of thing. So uh, I think it's a, you know, bit of a something and nothing yeah. thing. But I mean, it's one of those things that will get discussed <clears throat> from time to time. It's because it? Truro yeah. are six in the Conference South. Um, yeah. If they get promoted into the conference, into the National League, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Um, uh, and they are supposed to be getting out of Truro Road finally at the end of this season. Uh, there doesn't seem to be much progress, if no. any at all, on the new stadium, and that's like a bit of an old record going round, isn't mm. it? But um, so uh, I think United's response is: look, they haven't asked. Uh, if they ask, we'll deal with it. Yeah, um, and we're not about to seek the question. Yeah. So, of course, the, um, the unthinkable is that talking in Truro swap places, isn't it? I, I, I knew nobody else in here was going to say it, so I'm going to say <laughs> the it. elephant, the, the, the conversational element in the room. But it's not going to happen. But that would give an interesting yeah. demographic well, to the whole club's relationship, go. wouldn't it? Yeah. After that. Okay, and finally, we did promise that we'd suggest one or two other things that you could be doing on Saturday, as Torquay don't have a game because it's the FA Cup and we're not in it. Um, you could go to B and Q, you could go and start your Christmas shopping, or there are a couple of quality local football matches that uh, people could be taking in. Uh, Richard, you're the expert on this. Buckland are at home to Cadbury Heath they in are. the Western League Premier, they are. and Stoke Gabriel are at home to Stoke Gabriel. Stoke Gabriel <laughs> are at home to Newquay in the Peninsula Premier. Mark our card on those. Both should be good games, shouldn't they? Both teams, of course, managed by ex-Torquay players. So Buckland is managed by Ellis Late, yeah, the uh, former striker um, who went on to have a, a really good long career in non-league football, didn't he? Around, you know, sort of yeah. around the south of the, the country. How many goals did he score for a bit of a Ooh, hundreds? Hundreds. Yeah. Um, good player in his time. He's now manager at, uh, at Buckland. After Doing finished, well as well, isn't after he? After finishing his career there. He took over from, from Adam Castle. When Adam left the country, he moved to Ireland. Um, um, so it was it was a good club to be able to take over because they were on the up. Um, but you've got to keep it going, haven't you? Well, you do. Yeah. But they're currently second in the Western League Premier Division, fighting for what is two promotion places this season rather than the usual one. Because okay. um, the Southern League is going to get another partner. So that instead of three leagues above above the Western League, the Southern League, Isthmian and the Northern, there's going to be a new league added at the end of this season. Right. So there is a lot more promotion. So there's, there's almost definitely two places up for grabs when there's normally only one. So this is the best time for them to go for that promotion slot. And they've missed out. They've gone close, so close, last three years. The first time they were in a promotion place and hadn't applied... The next two years, they've been in promotion places, but um, just missed oh, sorry, out. Sorry, applied, but just missed out. Yeah. So this is the year. So they're playing Cabri Heath for a mid, 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 mid table. So it's nice place to watch football. Great well, place Portland. to watch yeah. football. Nice cup of tea, nice burger yeah. if you're into burgers. <laughs> not, not yourself, guy, being a, a vegetarian. But, Good uh, cup of tea, though. But yeah, no, it's a lovely place to watch football. Sunshine in there, it's a great day. And it's a good standard of football as well. Some it really is. good players on offer there. And Stoke Gabriel are managed by... Stoke Gabriel are managed by Mark Forrester, who some yeah. might remember as a, as a youth youth player yeah, back in yeah. the day. Um, it's his first year as a manager at Stoke. He's been manager in the South Devon League at Dartmouth and... Uh, over the last couple of years but Mark's got a, a big job in his hand because Stoke won promotion to the Premier Division of the Peninsula League which is directly underneath Buckland's League so that, that okay. they're sort of one level another below another step yeah, yeah. 
Um, they won that last year under Nick Milton, who, who uh, because uh, his wife was ill, decided to step back. And uh, Mark's got the job. Um, his assistant's Robbie Bowker, who's someone that a lot of people know in local football. They're, they're, they, they won last the last game. They, they had a good 2-0 result over um, Goodolphin, and uh, that's boosted them a bit. They're, they're struggling a bit, but, um, you know... It's it's a big step up. I mean, you've got, Nuki, you, is it? They've got Nuki, they've got right. Nuki, but you've got teams like Plymouth Argyle Reserves and Plymouth Parkway. Plymouth Parkway are turning out to be probably the best team in this area at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a tough, it's a tough step <coughs> for me. You know, sort of <coughs> St. Austell, these these teams are a really good team. So it's a tough division to be in, but they're giving it a go. And it's another very welcoming place to watch. Sean Finch has played that front yeah. as well. So oh yes, yeah, so it was at United briefly. Yeah, both three o'clock kickoffs. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on that with Stoke because they haven't got their floodlights up yet. So if you've might not got be. floodlights, it might be a quarter past two kickoff. So well, just get there early. We will see. Get yeah. there early. Good place to watch football. Very welcoming. Nice club to be at Stoke as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, a lovely, lovely sort of, sort of big building with a balcony that you can you can watch the football care. off, and of course, good food and and, and tea Excellent. as well. So there's absolutely no need to spend Saturday afternoon in B and Q. No. no. So um, get out and support your local football team with Torquay not playing. This it's a very seventies reference that B and Q. B and Q. We're staying the road. Oh, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, I yeah. Other stores selling. Other, other, yeah, other DIY stores are available. <laughs> and Christmas shopping places and what have you. So we've taken up quite enough of your time. Thank you very Especially much for, for a game us. with no uh, for yeah, a week absolutely. with no game at the end of it. <laughs> this has been the uh, the Herald Express Devon Live Talking United Yellow Army podcast with uh, Guy, Dave, and Richard. Um, we'll say it anyway, even though there's no game, and leave you on the usual note. Come on, you yellows. <laughs>